Okay, so this is what I noticed. Is that sometimes I have a hard time with things. Because, you know, I think one of my biggest weaknesses is anger and impatience. Really, right? It's not that I'm really bad at a lot. Other than the fact that I'm really bad at being, like, genuinely cheerful a lot of the time. Because a lot of the time, I'm just mostly mad and, in, and like, impatient. And um, just not, not totally in a space that's just ready to share and give and, you know, be kind and those kinds of things. Um, and so, anyways, I used to think that I had, like, a cleaning problem or like a tidiness problem. But I think most of it is that I have a, as I said before, I have a like, I have an impatience problem with the level of sociality that I'm getting while I'm cleaning, right? That's really what it is. I'm just like a, a cleaning snob, really, is what it is. It's not that I'm bad at it, it's that I would prefer to it be a better experience than what it is. And I think that's really what it's about, is like I'm just, a little bit too caught up in my own ways of thinking, well, it should be this way. It should be where it's like, you know, everybody is, has divided up all of their stuff and it's like an equal experience and it's like a bonding experience and it's this like all together wholesome experience kind of thing. But I don't have the level of care enough to create that kind of a positive experience for people. I kind of just have this expectation that that's what everybody else should be on the same page about. And then when it's not, it's like I'm so mad about it that I can't even talk to people about it because I know that if I try, I'm just gonna mow them over and I'm just gonna turn out to be this ugly monster lady that's screaming at people because I'm so impatient with their immaturity, basically. Their immaturity and their inobservancy and their um, incapable, in, incapability, incompetence, and all of those things. It's like I have to somehow find this like loving nature in me to be okay to be doing what I do regardless of other people's participation, right? And, and to be this person that's okay, right? Regardless of other people's actions. Anyways, so I'm still in the process of growing up in that way, right? Like, and so that's why I don't even like think I have the audacity to ask for any assistance or support most of the time because I kind of fear that if I go that direction, I'm just gonna like kill somebody. Like, I, and so I'd rather like spare them the flame and the fire and just get it done rather than feel like I'm gonna like injure somebody because I'm so fed up with their incompetence, right? Like, and so I'm like, okay, it's all good. Like, it, it is a good choice. If that is my choices, I am choosing the better part, right? Like, I'm choosing to be nice, right? Instead of, like, domineering and this person that is, like, constantly nagging and, like, that kind of thing, right? But I think at some point, I just hope that I don't snap, right? It's like, you know, I see how other people do it that are this way. They, like, totally set up their whole family's life. They have, like, a whiteboard. They have, like, constant checklists. They have like a system for everything and they're constantly following up on people and it's like this constant bossiness. It's like bossy mom syndrome all the time, right? And I'm just like, I get it, because they probably get a lot done, right? Like, and they probably accomplish the things that they're hoping for. 
really has a big pet peeve with wasting energy and wasting time. And there's a little part of me that actually wonders if that is kind of a waste of energy and waste of mom energy time, right? Because in, in the bottom of my heart, I actually believe that my role as a mom is not to nag other people and not to like follow up the, with them about every little micromanaging thing. At the bottom of my, of my heart, I actually believe that my role is to set up the foundation for a, an eternal relationship, right? Um, and a lot of that means being like super patriotic and passionate about the silliest things and, and about the things that they love the most, right? That's kind of my jam. I would prefer to use all of my energy towards that and actually have them like kind of not even realize that cleaning was even a thing throughout their lives if they could just get away from my experience with being with me that like mom was this person that laughed a lot and this person that like cared a lot about the things that I cared about and like that's pretty much it right so I kind of try to hide the fact that there's a lot of chores to do and things like that and yes every so often I kind of explode about it because it just happens because I really like can't handle it either um, and they're kind of the closest people to me because it's not like I can ask any adults for help because they've, they're all busy too. And so it's really just my jam, but it's a jam that I like, I like miserably hate to do. <laughs> so it's like, it's like a love-hate thing because I'm trying to support everybody to do the things that they love to do. And all the while I'm doing something that I miserably hate to do while I'm trying to support them. And so it's like, I have to be somehow like okay with that or somehow learn how to communicate in a way because I hate confrontation too. It's like why would I want to have a confrontational meeting with somebody to say hey here's the jam for today and have a, a daily meeting or an every two hour check-in meeting to be like hey this is what we're working on and, and that kind of thing. But maybe someday I'm going to meet somebody that's passionate about this thing you know, this area of cleaning and tidying, all of that kind of thing. And maybe I'm going to learn how to learn from them how to be this kind and gentle person that just, you know, hey, as a reminder, just so you know, it's almost like saying pass the towels or hey, it's two o'clock, right? Rather than hey, it's two o'clock, right? Like, or like this, like, you know, you could say pass the towels or you could say pass the towels, right? Like, it's like I really am looking forward to the day where I can find a really good mentor that knows how to say pass the towels in the, like, the most like beautiful etiquette way. I think that's what it is. Is I hope that like someday I'll be able to land in a space where basically I kind of told myself this lie in some ways where it's like I'm never going to ask my kids to lift a thumb or a finger unless if I can do it in the most etiquette kind of way possible, right? So then I was just like, well, I don't have, know how to do it in the etiquette most possible way, so I guess I'm never going to ask. And it's like the, the, the crazy monster inside of me is like, is like this volcano erupting. And it's like it, just, it, it can only handle niceties like for so long before it just like gets to that moment where it's just like, I can't handle it anymore. You should be able to read my mind. I'm actually this crazy person that really doesn't like helping. And it's really hard for me to help anymore. And then, and then I get help, right? But it's like terrible because it's like I'm never direct. It's always like they only get it like indirectly. And like, it's because like I try to be avoided, I try to be nice by being like avoided, but actually it's like more damaging. So it's just like, ah, oh, like I can't, cannot wait. I just cannot wait 
until I figure out a good way to be able to communicate with people that I have sorted out all of my impatiences and all of my judgments and all of my whatever it is that's causing me to feel like I don't, I can't possibly confront people and, and ask them to do simple things, right? Um, because it would be too much, right? It would be too much to ask because I have this psychology thing in my head. It's like, it's already too much to ask for other people to ask me to do that, right? Um, it's already too much to ask for me to ask myself to do that. So why would I ever burden someone else with that request? Because that is literally one of the hardest things for me to focus on doing. So why would I give someone else a burden, a request, right? But I think I need to shift some of my perspectives to be like, you know what? At the end of the day, every single person deserves the opportunity to feel like they live in a dedicated home that is dedicated for their relationship to grow closer to Heavenly Father and for Heavenly Father to draw closer to them. And at the end of the day, a person who lives in a space that is a little bit more dedicated in that heart's felt way, like in heart, you know, in heart, might, mind, and deed, they just get to feel the spirit stronger, right? And so I guess that's what I'm working towards. It's like, I kind of, like, I, I keep trying to do this because I actually do believe that we can access more of our eternal superpowers if we actually get to create and live in a space where we can access those eternal superpowers, right? But we can't really access those eternal superpowers if we're tripping over things and we're getting mad at each other for doing this chore or not doing that chore or whatever. But if we just have all of those things taken care of and we just have this space that's open and ready to like create and do and feel the spirit and like, and do that, like I really actually believe in the power of that because I felt it growing up, you know? Growing up, I really had a hard time with living in a space that was usually cluttered, usually like being renovated, usually like, you know, just a lot of faults in the home dynamic and feeling like this is like a happy home kind of feel. And I usually just kind of felt like, no, this is like not where I'm supposed to be. I need to like escape and get away from this place as soon as possible was the feeling, right? And so I guess I kind of struggle with that kind of background too, because it's like, of course, I know that background, and I always told myself that I was going to go and run away or something because I didn't want to be in that space, but little did I know that I had, like, you know, the same skills that I had back then in that home are the same skills that I have now, right? And so, you know, like, and I, I shouldn't say right now because I actually have advanced since then. You know, at the time, it was this thing where it was like I had no skills. And so whatever skills I had in that home, I brought it with me into the next home, right? And the next and the next and the next, right? And so I, I had to finally get to the point point, be like, it's not the house, you know? It's not where I live. It's me, right? It's, it's inside of me. Whatever is inside of me, it's following along with me. No matter what house I live in, no matter how cute the house is to start with, it's, it's what's within me that gets to draw out, you know, whatever is in me to splash onto the walls and to splash into the furniture, to splash into the, the way that all of the systems are interacting with each other, right? So then I guess I've always avoided this topic because I was always embarrassed to be like, well, so if my house is messy, does that mean I'm a mess? 
Like, and, and then really just coming to terms with that though. And being like, it's okay, right? It's okay to have had different experiences in my life that have made it so that yes, I do have some perpetual things going on right now, currently, you know, that make it so inside I'm a mess and then out that makes it so that my living space is a mess, right? So then I have to deal with that and be like, okay, so if that's true, then like, what can I do? What can I do to at least have some level of managing that, right? And, and taking some level of extreme ownership of that, right? And, and all I can do is just start. And that's what I've just been doing for the last however many 13 years that I've been striving at this. It's like I've just been striving at, at just doing the one gateway habit at a time, right? Picking up one dish at a time and just washing it, right? And so yes, I don't have a system. I don't have like an organized system or program that I follow for whatever, because I am just doing two minutes at a time. That's all I know how to do, is one two minute task at a time, and just hope that it's gonna be enough, um, and that like, you know, the powers of consecration will work for me, and just allow for whatever I can give with whatever knowledge that I do have can make some kind of a dent and some kind of a service and some kind of a, you know, assistance to whoever it is that I'm trying to support with the life that I want to support them to get to live, right? So, that's kind of where I'm at with that. I'm just kind of doing my two-minute biz of like two-minute efforts here and there, just doing my two-minute gateways into all of these beautiful little tasks, trying to create like a temple-like dedicated home kind of feel, like the way that I got to experience whenever I went to my friends' houses. That's probably what converted me to the gospel the most, is getting to, one, going to the birthday parties of these awesome people, <laughs> two, getting to spend time with the kids of these amazing parents with testimonies, and then three, getting to sit at their dinners, sit in their testimony meetings, sitting in their living spaces that they would create, that the moms created for the kids. And I used to just feel it and be like, oh my goodness, who are these people? Who are these people that care so much, you know, that they would t pay attention to all the details, right? They would pay attention to making the bathroom feel like the coziest place that you ever have sat in, and you wanted to stay there for the rest of your life and just stay in that beautiful bathroom, right? Or like, you know, who are these people that like, you know, have a, have a living room that is like, or like have like strewn on the, on the coffee table, whatever they would call it. Like, like all the scriptures and all the magazines and you know, all the best of books on the shelves and yeah. like, you know, have like everything in its place, you know, to be able to have good media and like good, good like music and good like, you know, good, systems for like how they use their screens and, and all of this stuff. It's just like a special feeling in the homes of people with a strong testimony what? of what they have a testimony of. And the thing was that I found in these homes as well, I don't think a lot of them were like first generation members of the church. I kind of have a sense that they were members of the church for a couple generations at least, right? So it's not like their mom was trying to make it up for the first time, right? which is what I'm trying to do. So it's like I have to kind of have some level of grace to be like, this is okay. I'm not supposed to be able to create what I experienced in, the, the, in my life or in the life of my friends. 
I'm just doing my two minute gateway habits of what I can possibly think of that I can possibly do with my own possible efforts. And then I kind of am just like passing the baton onto the next, like whoever it is that's next to, to carry on when I've moved on, right? Um, but for now, this is just what I can do. And I think that I'm just like coming to terms with that because there's a part of me that just wants to like somehow be able to do what, uh, what two, three, or five generations or 10 generations of people could do, right? Um, versus just being okay that this is what 13 years can do, okay? Like this is just all it can do, right? And I can just be okay with the reality that there has been a lot of good that has happened within those 13 years anyways, you know? Amongst all the strivings, right? You know, I don't know anybody else that cares so much about mental health <laughs> and like about like, you know, being honest about our feelings and being honest about like, you know, just being caring and, and wise about our choices that will be able to make the most um, meaningful contribution like and, and being so alert and aware that every every thought and like heart, mind, mind and deed motion that we make in this world makes a ripple effect on either being an asset to like contributing to this beautiful Zion or being a liability for this Zion experience that we're trying to build. And so, no, I'm not really great at a lot of things, but what I am good at, I'm probably kind of good at being somewhat honest and somewhat of a person that's able to just see things clearly when I'm choosing to see it clearly. Um, and being some kind of a person that's trying to have some kind of extreme ownership and some some kind of like awareness to be, you know, just like a good person. I just want to be a good person. And I guess like I talk about all this stuff because I'm like just recently I became aware that I potentially have a little bit of natural tendency towards being insensitive and like very like bold and you know like kind of rambunctious and whatever just for the sake of that right like just for the sake of showing off or just for the sake of just being that way right and there's a part of me that's like that was in denial of it but lately I've been just kind of settling in and be like okay that might be some of my natural tendency, right? I may or may not have made a lot of life choices based on the fact of, oh, if I do it this way, then someone will notice and pay attention to me or, you know, like that kind of mentality for a while. And thankfully, I've had a lot of good influences in my life because I'm kind of a split. I'm a split between like super bold, super forward and a person that's also very like, you know, very, um, able to be a lot of things, right? I'm kind of a chameleon in some ways too. So it's not like I'm just like one way all the time as well, right? So I guess there's some of that dynamic going on. And then there's the other dynamic that kind of mourns, right? That's kind of mourning a little bit. It's like, but I, I just love type two kind of people. Or I just like love type four kind of people, right? Like I just think they're amazing. People that are just so wise or people that are just like so calm, right? And I'm just like, oh, like why can't I just be kind of like more like that, right? And I guess I, I can, right? I can in little spurts 
because I get to. I get to have an energy that, that is explorative and that is adventurous and that is just like they can jump around and have fun with that. But I think it's about time that I also start to realize the beauties of what I can delve into. Because like, for example, as I was kind of pondering my potential type three energy, I kind of settled into the fact like, okay, but what does this mean? If I have type three energy, I've always kind of categorized type three energy people to be like, like hardcore go-getters and hardcore, um, a hardcorely able to really like be like those hardcore renovator people, right? That take action and like make things great and like, you know, those kinds of things. Or like be those people that like, you know, just like is able to see something and just boom, like cause, make that action turn into a solution and, and you know, like solve problems quickly and just like in a big way and boom, right? And, and, and also I kind of see them as these people that are like world record holders, right? Like they're the people that, that defy all gravity and laws and everything and they just, they break the system and they just push forward and, and they, they create new ways of doing things. You're good at breaking the system. <laughs> I think I am. Yeah. There's one thing that I've kind of always been very embarrassed about, I guess. But I think in settling into this, maybe maybe this is a new thing. Maybe this is a new thing of feeling like, you know what though? Yes, I might feel a little embarrassed about certain things like being super insensitive or being a little bit like an airhead, right? Like somebody that's just like so arrogant or like insensitive and like just like ignorant, right? Like, cause I just like, that's one of my big, biggest pet peeves ever is whenever I meet these giant airhead ignorant kind of people that have no clue, like no clue what their actions are causing consequences for, right? And, and I guess I always was like, oh, I just can't stand those people. Da, 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 da. But now that I'm stepping into it, it's like, oh my goodness. How much more compassion can I have for all the airheads, ignorant people, and like insensitive people in the world? Because honestly, they, it's, it's a lot of work to educate them to know how to be like etiquette polite, like actually, genuinely, for the right reasons, right? Not just for show or being impressive or whatever, but doing it because that's what like everybody else does, you know? like because they just do, right? <laughs> like, and, and just like, oh my goodness. Um, I'm just, I don't know, I'm learning how to have compassion for people that you would otherwise just feel intimidated about and just be like, oh, well you're just somebody that always has everything go right. And so like, you don't need any help or you don't need any friends or you don't need anything because like everything's always perfect in your world, right? Because I kind of have a sense that type 3 people give off a little bit of that energy. Of being like, you know, they're super dominant and dominating. And, the, and a lot of their world is like, you know, just like very physically that thing. Like they're very physically engaged in their world and showing physical results. And all about like their checklist being done and that they've done something, right? They've accomplished things and all of this kind of thing. So anyways. It's all coming to like fruition for me. Like it's all right here, helping me realize, oh my goodness, this is what this is. Like it, I look back on my parenting history and I'm just like, that's why I was so crazy. That's why all of the worst memories I have of parenting was because I was stepping into the negative 
aspects of having this type of energy that's super dominating and super like, you know, all about accomplishments and all about, like, I wouldn't be surprised if like, you know, all the parents that like have like kind of prodigy children or like, or the ones that try to make their kids prodigy children are like this kind of type of person, right? That just like gets so caught up in their do, do, do mentality in their like action, action, action mentality in like practice, practice, practice mentality that they just totally like lose sense of like what is the actual Mary aspect of what Mary would do in the situation. Not what Martha would do, what would Mary do, right? And so I think in some ways I can give myself like a pat on the back because I don't think I'm that crazy all of the time, right? I feel like I have kind of balanced out in all of the other energies in a lot of good ways, right? To the point where I didn't even realize that I was type three, right? Um, or had any type three in me because I think I had some type three people that were pretty close to me growing up and I resisted them so badly. And I just kind of labeled type three people are evil and I'm never going to be that way, right? Any sense of a type three energy that I sense from other people, I always had a red flag about and I'd like stay as far away as possible. And probably anytime I kind of had a little bit of that energy, I was just like, oh, nope, can't go there, you know? And maybe that's me. And the reason why I even start this is because I started this podcast kind of talking about my cleaning woes. When really, I'm kind of realizing, I'm like, what if I actually have a superpower? What if I'm actually really good at cleaning? What if I'm actually really good at all of these things that I keep telling myself I'm not good at, but I've kind of been like declining or, or denying that that's true because I kind of told myself this story. Oh, people that are good cleaners are evil. <laughs> you know, people that are really good at keeping like, you know, like, like being on task and like doing their checklists are evil, <laughs> you know, because like they like, they prioritize the tasks and like all of these things over people and they, and they squash all of the people around them to be able to say that they, they did this task two minutes early, right? Like, and, and like, they're like super competitive and, they care more about competition than they care about hearts and all of this kind of thing, right? And I have still yet to figure out if that's true or not, but that's what I've been believing all this time. And so I've been avoiding it. I'm like, oh yeah, I can't do anything to do with schedules. Can't do anything to do with like, you know, checklists or like accomplishing goals or anything to do with anything that somebody would be like working towards something because you know, anytime somebody is like super driven, that totally just means they're just gonna like push everybody else around in their life, out from their life, and everybody will hate them. Everybody that's close to them will hate them because they're so driven that they forget about the people in their life, right? Who are the shoulders that they're like standing on, right? To be able to do what they do, right? And so, but maybe that's like part of my mission. Maybe I'm supposed to be this like pseudo type three person to be able to teach type three people how to get the people back into their life, right? And be like, okay, it's okay to want things, right? But let's just calm that, pause for like a couple seconds every day to just be like, hey, like where was like, where are some of your good quality questions, for example, about your relationship with, you know, Heavenly Father, yourself, and like your, your spouse, and your kids, and all of those kinds of things, right? So, those are some of my thoughts. Some of my many thoughts.